1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
1: Hi, we're going to jump into the show here in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you about our Patreon page at com. You might have noticed that other podcasts only post one show a week or maybe even one show per month. But here we record three free shows every week in order to keep up with our chaotic politics. Actually make it six shows a week if you include the After Party on Fridays and the Shadow Docket bonus shows on our Patreon page. And since we're not part of a cable news network or a fancy corporation, we rely on your support to keep producing upwards of six shows per week. And the best way to support The Bob Seska Show is to sign up for $5 a month at show.com. That's pennies per episode and only $60 per year. And it helps us keep up with the fire hose of news every day. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash Show. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Shit's getting way too complicated
0: for me. <laughs> the Bob Seska Show.
1: From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 17, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 939 of the Biden-Harris administration, 445 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram. I hang out a lot on Instagram. Really, seriously, if you want to find me, I'm usually on Instagram. Handle there is TheBobSeska. Twitter, Seska underscore Bob SpoutableBobSeska. And our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. Okay, look, those people right over there, they're called the Goth Ninjas. Yeah. Oh! It is Jody Hamilton. She is the executive producer of The Stephanie Miller Show. And by the way, the Patreon page, correction from last week, patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, Stephanie Miller.com, freespeech.org. And there's David Ferguson. We sometimes call him T Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com we were just talking about a video that david's going to be posting here in a a few minutes after we're done with the show right
3: Whenever the fuck I figure out how to use iMovie. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I have the video. I just want to put a little color into it or take some color out or something, but uh, I'll work on that after the show. I won't be sitting here ticking away at it while we try to talk. What what, specific, what specifically is the video? So last night we were practicing. We'd gotten through most of our set, learned a couple new songs, and then we were working on a cover of a Chris Isaac song, and um, Dave had laid down with his back on the table, and I decided to lay down on the other end of the table, so our heads were touching <laughs> from opposite directions. And then uh, we started doing the song, and it sounded nice. And I was like, "Let's film this!" And so I moved the machine over and filmed us doing it. So it's a semi-acapella version of an old Chris Isaac song about heartbreak, and it awesome. And the crickets in the background and nice. Yeah. Is it the one
1: it's with really that model in the waves at the beach? That one <clears throat> is it that song.
3: No, that's um Wicked Game, oh, which
2: right.
1: is an amazing song.
3: Hit. That was yeah. a big hit. <laughs> but you don't cover people's numbers. you know, that's one of those ones you don't cover That's Chris Isaac's song, you don't fuck with it. Just like you don't cover video <laughs> games by Lana Del Rey. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or Respect by Aretha Franklin. Like these are not songs that you tread upon. Exactly. This is a lesser album cut. So
1: excellent. Patreon.com slash Astral Summer. Okay, so uh, it always delights me, always makes me laugh whenever Donald Trump gets uh, brittle and frail and pissed off about people making fun of his looks. And for some reason, Fox and Friends has been using a photograph of Donald Trump on the air repeatedly Mm -hmm. that he just does not like. And naturally, as soon as he starts complaining about something like that, then uh, all of social media is loaded with that picture because someone tracked down what picture it is. And it's a photograph of Donald Trump where he basically looks like he doesn't have a chin or like his chin is pulled way back and he's got this weird bug-eyed smirk on his face and he looks super-duper orange. So here's what Donald Trump posted on uh, Truth Central. Truth.
0: Truth Central.
1: He wrote... Why doesn't Fox and Friends show all of the polls where I am beating Biden by a lot? They just won't do it. Also, they purposely show the absolutely worst pictures of me, especially the big quote-unquote orange one with my chin pulled way back. They think they're getting away with something. They're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> why would they not be getting away with something? And he ends by saying, just like 2016, all over again. And then they want me to debate. So he, he is really been out of shape over this. Because you know why? Because he's a- Pussy ass bitch. He really, really is. He's <laughs> sad. Yeah. Sad. Yes, uh, and so by all means, go to my Twitter feed, go to the uh, the page for this particular episode of the podcast at bobsuska.com. dot com. Grab that picture and share the hell out of it. Just load up your social media with that picture because you know Donald Trump would <laughs> really, really hate that if everyone was retweeting that picture. And we've got a good start, and we're it's all over the place now. So maybe some folks with some uh, Troth Central accounts can go in and post it all over Troth Central too, because I know, like for example, Hal Sparks has a Troth Central account. I don't have a Troth. I know Jody. Do you Troth Central? No, but I have.
2: If you just um, to access Donald's, you just have to go to Troth Central (laughs) uh, or whatever it's called, um, and and (laughs) you know forward slash at real Donald Trump, and then you can see all of his stuff. You don't have to join.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But he's just, he's over there at Bedminster. Yeah, just losing his mind. By the way, the polls aren't showing that he's beating Biden by a lot, just to be clear about that. Yeah. Uh, We have some poll numbers that we're going to talk about later in the show. One is really good news. In fact, exceptional news, blowing a hole right through whatever it was Donald Trump was lying about on TROTH Central? Truth,
0: Truth Central.
1: Yes. Oh, and one more thing, Donald.
0: Lighten up, Francis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we continue with our coverage of the big indictments in Georgia. We haven't heard from the goth ninjas yet. On the latest round of indictments from uh, Fawnie Willis in Fulton County, what do you think, Jody?
2: I love Fawnie. <laughs> Isn't she great? And um, I think that he's in a lot of trouble down there. Um, he, uh, according to Allison Gill and others, even if it were sent to the federal courts, they'd still be going under state law, which I don't understand how that works. Mm. But regardless. Uh, Jack Kemp also is not going to change the pardoning laws in Georgia to, you know, appease those that would like him to be able to pardon because in Georgia- Oh, you mean uh, Brian Kemp? Brian, I'm sorry, Brian Kemp. Yes, yes. He can't, he can't, he personally cannot pardon anybody. It's a pardoning board that he did, you know, he appointed everybody that's on that board. Yeah. But first off, even if you are pardoned, you still have had to have served your sentence. (laughs) So
1: Right, right. That's the thing. I think um, it's a minimum of five years, right?
2: Yeah, minimum of five years. And if you, once you've passed five years, then <laughs> they can pardon <laughs> you. And then they have to decide to pardon So he's not changing the laws, which which suggests he might be running for president at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but no, it's, 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 Fonny Willis, that's the scary one for him. And he, you can tell, he's terrified.
1: <laughs> and that's my favorite thing in the whole world. You know what? Mm-hmm. When Donald Trump gets terrified, I hear this sound in my head. Yeah! What do you think, David? What was your reaction when you uh, saw the news come down late, late, late Monday night?
3: I think I really have no response but to uh, a reply in verse. <laughs> uh, if you with me. Please
1: do. Do you need some music to accompany your verse?
3: Nah. Because <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia. He's looking for an election to steal. He was in a bind because he's way behind. He's trying to make a deal. Well he came across a young prosecutor sawing on the lawn, playing it hot. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and finally said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you don't know it, but I'm a kind of a badass too. And if you <laughs> 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 You can go to jail or you can go to hell, but your shit you de- the shit you do ain't cool. Uh, and I have to make up more after that. Oh, but, yeah, <laughs>
1: That's nice. Not too bad. Did you just write that just now? Did you just put that together
3: while we were doing the show? I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Actually. Oh my god. But had That's I incredible. had the thought before the show, I would have had the Oh, any time. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> this That's is a... from years of karaoke fuck ups. <laughs> like I walk off on stage at karaoke. <laughs> And I'm like, I totally shit when I fart. You know, like, turn around, brown eye. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Um, well, very nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, one of the things I've heard since uh, we did the show uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, in that, whatever it is, 24 hours since I did the previous show, I spoke to a friend of mine who's a lawyer in Georgia. Those of you who've known the show for some time now recognize the name, Bo Bowen, from the Bowen Law Group. TheBowenLawGroup.com, by the way, and also their uh, podcast, Allegedly. It's called Allegedly. You should listen to that podcast. It's amazing, with uh, Bo Bowen. Well, I talked to him yesterday, and he used to be a criminal attorney in Georgia, so he's pretty familiar with the laws and and what usually happens down there. And naturally, I was looking way deep into the future. Like, there are thousands and thousands of things that are going to happen between now and a verdict in this particular trial. So, I mean, you can imagine just the jury selection alone is going to be madness. There, uh, Mark Meadows like the is... The tea
3: leaves here, are, there's like more tea leaves to read than an entire Chinese mountainside. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly just bear in right. mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I had a couple of questions for him. First of all, what does the appeals process look like in Georgia? Because if Donald Trump is convicted, and I do believe given the number of counts, given the severity of the counts, I do believe that he's gonna be convicted on at Mm -hmm. least half of what he's being charged with. I mean, I think it's fair to say, if not more. Uh, And if you combine all of the criminal charges across all four cases, we're talking about 91 counts of criminality across all of them. So in Georgia, let's say he's convicted. Well, it's obvious that Donald Trump will appeal. As a consequence of that. So what I wanted to know was, if if he's convicted and sentenced, does he actually end up serving prison time while he's appealing the verdict? Because again, he's absolutely going to appeal.
2: I would hold him if I were the judge.
1: Yeah, well, there's He's dangerous.
2: He's dangerous. I would hold him.
1: I think the law in Georgia is somewhat similar to the federal law with regard to appeals. There is the possibility that he would be released on- what's called an appeal bond. However, there will be very strict rules for his behavior when he's out on bond. And I don't know what those rules are, but if he breaks those rules, much like the rules that were set up during his arraignment in the latest round of charges uh, from Jack Smith, if he violates those terms of the bond, he'll get thrown in prison immediately. And what do we know about Donald Trump? He's going to break those rules. He's going to violate the terms Funny, of the. Put
3: on your black road and play your victuals hard. <laughs> Our democracy lies in the breach. It's what's in the cards. Okay, anyway, <laughs> right. So uh, I'll have this whole thing written by the end of the show. Just be patient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, great, looking forward to it. So that's in the offing. Uh, Bo also said that he's very doubtful this will go to trial before Election Day, twenty twenty four. Uh, I think Fonnie Willis is asking for what is it, Jody? Beginning of March, twenty twenty-four. March fourth. March fourth. Okay. Sean
2: Barton's birthday. Legs is birthday. That's oh hey,
1: awesome! That's great. Well, early yeah. happy birthday to Sean Barton.
2: <laughs> Got a very late one either
1: one. Yeah, well, I know so many people. Oh yeah, that's true. I know so many people born at the beginning of March. I mean, it's just it's incredible. My the sister. Number of people. Yeah. One that- of
2: my sisters is yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so that is going to get delayed. There will be, as I said before, an immense jury selection process. There will be all kinds of uh, kinds of motions to dismiss certain evidence and so on. Pretrial motions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, opportunities to delay and stall the proceedings, and uh, so that could end up pushing the trial beyond the twenty twenty four election. The thing with this being state level charges is even if Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but even if Donald Trump ends up winning in 2024, uh, it'll still move forward because there's no state level rule about uh, putting on trial sitting presidents. So hopefully it won't come to that because he's going to lose because we're all going to work hard and we're going to make sure Joe Biden gets reelected. Right. Am I right about mm-hmm. Everybody, Hello. Yes. Well, I wasn't. I didn't necessarily mean yes, both of you.
3: Sergeant Seska. <laughs> sir. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs> well, I didn't necessarily mean you two. I was just thinking in terms of the entire room of people that we're uh, speaking with right now, and uh, and so hopefully that actually I, I had
3: sneaked out of the room to grab the cup of coffee that I made that I left in there and forgot about, and I came back just as you were going. oh, We're gonna do what? We're gonna, I was like, oh shit! They noticed I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was uh, the extent of my conversation with Bo about this particular case. So, uh, as I said before, go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Allegedly Podcast with Bo and Ryan, and listen, 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 lots of uh, fun legal conversation and so on happening there. Uh, Bo is one of the best guys I know, so uh, you'll certainly be entertained. He knows a lot of things. So, meantime, Trump has been urged by his lawyers to cancel his big stupid press conference about the 2020 election
2: yeah
1: this Too bad. is the
3: one where he was going to absolutely utterly conclusively uh-huh. ineluctably irrefutably, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah that's what he planned to do which you know what that means uh, it's going to be a copy and paste job from his rallies and mm-hmm. probably that 1000 mules documentary oh, it's probably god, yeah, really loaded with <laughs> load with that bullshit and then it was going to be a bunch of troths probably in there too but of course this is uh, op- this would open up uh, trump to all kinds of additional scrutiny mm-hmm. in the course of this Sources tell ABC News that Trump's legal advisors have told him that holding such a press conference with dubious claims of voter fraud will only complicate his legal problems, and some of his attorneys have advised him to cancel it. Former Trump White House uh, lawyer Ty Cobb An old-timey baseball player, Ty Cobb, with his funny mustache, uh, said this uh, about uh, Trump promising to release a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud. Cobb said, there's a good chance that whatever document he produces ends up as evidence against him. It could even end up as the basis for an obstruction count against the author because it's likely to be fiction and solely for the purpose of contaminating the jury pool. So, you know what, Donald? Go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah. As soon as he announced that, I was like, yeah, great. Yes,
2: please. (laughs) What's the rule? Proceed, Mr. Trump.
1: Trump always makes things worse for Trump.
2: for Trump, exactly. And that's exactly
1: what would have happened here, right?
2: It's the Seska rule, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. He keeps doing it. He keeps proving me right. So I hope that he doesn't pay attention to his attorneys and then goes ahead and does this thing. He may end up coming up with an excuse for why he can't do it that's not necessarily his attorney saying no because he'll never telegraph the fact that his attorneys or anyone told him no. And that right. he acquiesced to the no. He's just, his ego is too frail to be able to do mm-hmm. something like that. So he'll come up with some other bullshit, nonsensical excuse. Right? Oh, shoot. Well, some yeah. people
2: are thinking that because he's planning on turning himself in on Wednesday, yeah. that he'll do it during the debate. <laughs> well,
1: and you know what, by the way, he's absolutely gonna turn up in that debate. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, the rule with Donald Trump, or one of the many rules with Donald Trump is, Never get between Donald Trump and a television camera.
2: Yeah, but he he he's he's play, there's a whole thing. I found it this morning. Yeah, he's planning on possibly being on Tucker Carlson's whatever he does. Yeah, and he's also turning himself in, according to reports, on Wednesday at some point. So if he did it during the debate, think about Fox is going to have to choose one way or the other. Yeah, what they do. <laughs> Um, and I mean, it's kind of smart. And then if he does it in the morning or whenever he's turned himself in, he could go up to the debate, but then he's going to be on Tucker Carlson's bullshit. Cause he only sold 3000 books recently. <laughs> yeah. That thing
1: makes me happy too.
2: <laughs> me too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes what he does is when he's, <laughs> when he's arraigned, which happens quite a bit these days, doesn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. It's it's getting old. He's he arraigning Donald.
1: Exactly <laughs> right. He gets arraigned or some legal thing happens. He's deposed or whatever the, the case may be. He <laughs> ends up going and present, doing a rally or something like that because he needs to bask in the adulation to counterbalance the fact that he was humiliated by having to go to court or do something yep. like, you know, forced to tell the truth under oath. So he's got to consider the rally or whatever public appearance he's, he does afterwards. Consider that to be like his version of mouthwash. Like, he's just, he's trying to
3: rid himself. It's raining men. Exactly. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Sorry. <laughs> to go dance it off.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just it. That's what he's got to do. So I think if he goes in, turns himself in, he's going to want to turn up at some sort of public event that night and right. what better event than one that's gonna be televised. And uh, what's what's gonna happen is, if he doesn't show up, well, first of all, I just wanna preface this by saying, the whole reason he's doing this is to build anticipation for the fucking debate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he wants the, the spotlight on himself, oh, is he or isn't he? Mm-hmm. And that's, all, that's the only reason why this is being discussed. Because he's gonna turn up, what, is he gonna let all these guys sit there on a on a television stage, and bash him for an hour and a half or two hours or however long the debate goes. I mean, Chris Christie's just gonna have a field day with all of that. And Mike Pence is probably gonna join in too. So Donald Trump is gonna allow that to go unanswered. (laughs) I mean, he may go onto Truth Truth Central or whatever it is and scream about
3: it there. That's what I was thinking. but He gets no pushback there.
1: Yeah, but it's not the same as being on TV. He's a D likes to be on TV. He likes to be in front of a camera. So it's going to be irresistible to him. I think it's I think it's absolutely certain that he's going to show up for that thing. Well, meantime, uh, as they like to do, Trump supporters showing how awful and horrendous they are. They have now doxxed the Georgia grand jurors. by putting names, addresses of members of the grand jury that indicted Donald Trump and his 18 co-defendants posted on a fringe website that often features violent rhetoric. This is according to NBC News. The indictment issued Monday lists the names of the grand jury members, but not their addresses or other personal information. Well, they took it from there. The Red Hats Mm -hmm. just, all they need is the names, and then they can start looking it up. Yeah. And I wonder, too, if... There are
3: a bunch st- of people with the similar names are going to get swept up in this, too.
1: Bingo. Yeah, That's exactly what I you. was thinking, David. Yep. Yep. Because yep. we're talking about a grand jury and this is not a, just a teeny tiny group of people. There is the uh, very distinct possibility of that happening. But uh, let's see, Tuesday, after Trump posted on his social media website that authorities were going, quote, after those that fought to find the riggers. We talked about this on Tuesday. Riggers is yeah. very, very deliberate. By the way, yes. as a dog whistle, but also emphasizes uh, Donald Trump
3: as in rigor mortis.
2: No, no, no. riggers as in uh, substitute the R with yeah. an N.
1: Exactly.
3: You're oh, like, I thought they were going to like pursue this rigorously, like with rigors. No, it's
1: like people who no. rigged the election. But in the context sorry, of to,
3: a yeah. being too SAT score on this Yeah, movie. you are. SAT verbal, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, in the context of the Fulton County situation, I'm almost positive that he's talking about the N-word here. He's saying the N-word oh, without saying is. the N-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: he is. Yeah. And so uh Tuesday uh oh God, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it took me that long. <laughs> to
1: What's wrong because, with you? I mean,
3: I should I should have got but I just <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
3: I yeah. just didn't want to think I mean I guess I <laughs> mm, Those motherfucking uh, <sighs> I just for fuck's sake I You know Yeah I, know. I well, know You know what's his face DeSantis likes to talk about the dustbin of history Like he has any idea that a dustbin is just a regular garbage can but, like, I really feel like these people are, belong in the crematorium of history. Yeah, yeah. Like, still alive, banging on the walls. That's you know, but let's go. Well,
1: I, I swear to God, future generations are going to look back at these red hats and regard them basically in the same way we regard secessionists, uh, the uh, Salem witch <laughs> hysteria, all of that. Yeah, I'm Sleastax. a witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. These are the un- fembots from the bionic woman. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, after Trump posted on his social media website that authorities were going after him and, and, and he wanted to find the riggers. Advanced Democracy, which is a, a public organization, said uh, Trump supporters were using the term rigor in lieu of a racial slur.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So not... <laughs> Not a surprise there. Please
3: may the brown recluse spider web of fate spin a web on their toilets. (laughs) You know? (laughs) May they get a big necrotic spider bite on the junk.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is so predictable, though. I mean, obviously, it's Georgia state law that grand jurors are named in indictments that they hand up. But to accompany that, they really should provide some form of security for grand jurors. Jody, have you heard anything about them—the uh, the county providing or the state providing security for the grand jurors? Because they I haven't,
2: be. but I wish they would.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense that they would, but I don't know if they do.
3: Fani Willis was talking about working at the allocating resources to keep them Good. safe. Good. Okay, um, but a lot of these—these these are Georgia people, folks. I mean, yeah. like, and not all of them are just damn guaranteed to be, like, hippie, vegan. I mean, this is Georgia. A lot of them are going to have guns in their homes. And some MAGA people are probably going to get shot trying to intimidate people in their homes, which, oh, boo collateral damage. But, like, I just, I, mm, Yeah, well. This whole idea of just that people can't even serve as jurors, can't even be called upon to do their duty their civic duty as citizens to participate in the administration of justice without being made infamous and declared public enemy, public enemy number one by a bunch of people who have like you know fewer teeth than they have fingers and toes. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it seems like doing your public service, doing your civic duty, shouldn't come with repercussions from no. crazy people. Who, by the way don't believe they're in some sort of early stages of a political campaign. These people think they're in a civil war right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And their media leadership, not to mention many members of their political leadership, Mm -hmm. are reinforcing that notion. That this isn't about making a case for why your particular policy solutions should be implemented. We're far beyond it's actually that actually
3: making a case for the prosecution We're on the first page they were talking about Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Yep. Yeah. Like, you are making innocent, you know, civic-minded people into targets. You are making them into combatants, and yep. that is not cool.
1: But the thing is, there's no reasoning with these people anymore. And this is just one of my ongoing observations. I've been talking about this for a long time now. When... I think we all started talking about politics publicly, whether it was on social media or doing blogs or whatever. I think part of the mission was to not just rally the troops, so to speak, but to come up with arguments that Republicans couldn't refute say, OK, well, this is the policy solution I support as a solution for this particular issue. And here's why it's a good idea. Here's some numbers, statistics, and it's all put together in a narrative that's sort of ironclad. Well, it's, it's kind of irrelevant now to what we do. Yeah. Because I guess it's still important to rally the troops, but as far as convincing Republicans that they're wrong, <laughs> they're, that ship has sailed. There's no way. They're, they're gone. It's now less a matter of convincing them that they're wrong and more of a matter that if you even give a shit of deprogramming your family members, <laughs> you know, who have been indoctrinated into the cult.
3: Having grown up, at the, on the outside of bully culture. Yeah. You know, as a teenager and stuff. And seeing those people grow up into republicans, I kind of this has always been the republican way for me. This is always a, you know, you have your 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 um, you know, your uh, the national reviews and your uh, William F Buckley's mm-hmm. there to put on a veneer of intellectuality. On it, But it's like Gore Vidal proved when he got, you know, Buckley to lose his temper and was like, I'll smash your face, you fucking faggot. You know, that underneath right. <clears> it is, <throat> you know, it's all the same rifle butt against a human face. Yeah. You know, it's all the same. I am better than you and I have more power than you. And I'm going to exert my power on you. Yeah. Uh, and that's just conservatism. And this is just, it's like not running out of ideas so much as it's running out of rappers. Mm-hmm. To put right. on itself. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. You know, and uh, well, it's just, it's now know, just
1: it's a matter we, of they have cultivated the
3: reasonable conservatives. were yeah. we're running cover for the caveman at the base of the party.
1: Exactly right. What I'm but now the caveman at the base of the party are now running the show, and mm-hmm. the idea is they've spent at least three decades cultivating an information silo where the only information that these voters and these activists and civil warriors or whatever you want to call them, the only source that they believe is the sources that are specifically designed to manipulate them. Mm -hmm. And they'll believe no other sources of information. And so what that does is makes their sources uh, or gives their sources free reign to say anything that they need their people to believe. Mm -hmm. So that's where the disinformation comes in. That's where Donald Trump can perpetually say, I won 2020 by a lot. And people will go, Donald Trump won 2020 by a lot. And he's leading Joe Biden by a lot. And there's definitely adrenochrome being harvested in the basement of comic (laughs) ping pong. (laughs) And and so, I mean, what information will contravene that? Nothing. You can't contravene that. You can't. (laughs) Brondo
2: will fix
1: it. That's right. Because Brondo's got electrolytes. Right.
2: It will fix it.
1: It's got what plants crave. What Um, plants crave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I mean, do you think in a million years, you know, one of us or Stephanie Miller, Kimberly Johnson, or whoever is going to be able to say, oh, well, you know what? Uh, You're wrong about that. Because here's why there is no basement at Comet Ping Pong 1. And adrenochrome is not harvested from people
3: as we speak through our gills
1: <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: in our alien re-education camps where we're being converted back into sea-dwelling animals. You know, out of a million <laughs> years, are there even going to be any people? Yeah, yeah. If we have anything to do with it, it sure doesn't seem like it.
1: Well, meantime, these same sorts of people have threatened the life of Judge Chutkin. Yep. Who's going to be the presiding judge in the... No, uh, she's
3: Jamaican. <laughs> she, yeah, she will cut a motherfucker.
1: <laughs> well, and she—you know what? She doesn't need to though, because the federal authorities have already grabbed up this 43-year-old Karen from Texas yep. and arrested her. Uh, once again, this is not the last time we're going to hear about something like this, especially in the context of there being cameras in the courtroom for the Fulton County trial. Let's
2: hope.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that was the other thing that uh, Bo Bowen said to me yesterday. He said how are they going to fit all these people in the courtroom? <laughs> so Fonnie well, Willis, yeah, I mean, Willis had a pretty good idea or a pretty good answer for that during her press conference the other night where she said, well, we've done this before. We've tried many defendants all at once in a conspiracy, mm-hmm. in, a, in a RICO.
2: 19's a lot of people with a lot of lawyers. I
1: mean, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they may, may need to rent like an arena. They may do a like shifts. shift.
3: Doing it shifts. You know, there's like a morning set and an afternoon set, you know. <laughs> that's, that's right.
2: Yeah, but all the defendants need to be there depending on how they present the case. It's, 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 it's a cluster. Basically, she, she indicted them all at once to make sure that a minimum of half of them flip.
1: Yeah. And by the way, I, one of the reasons why mm-hmm. uh, I think Mark Meadows wants to change the venue mm-hmm. to uh, a federal venue is because he's afraid of the black people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want a black jury. He wants no, he a, a jury that more looks more like Mark Meadows. <laughs> he yep. wants, ideally, he'd like a
3: jury that looks just like Roger Stone. Well, then maybe, Mark, you should have gone somewhere else to do your crimes.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> call That's me crazy. Right. That's like, oh, I lost a nickel. Where'd you lose it? In the library. Well, why are you looking out here? Well, the light's better. It doesn't work that way. The nickel's in the library, dude. I hope that that gets the massive kibosh, like, no, yeah. you've committed the crimes here just because you want to find look out into the jury box and see people you might know from the country club, it's not going to fly that way.
1: <laughs> right.: Well, there's an amazing uh, article in uh, Lawfare media, lawfaremedia.org. It's called "What the heck Happened in Coffee County, Georgia?" And it all has to do with Sidney Powell and her co-conspirators who broke into the voting systems in Coffee County. It's an incredible story. When you read this, and then you see, for example, The Five on Fox News.
2: Oh, God, those. (laughs) Going off about how,
1: oh, like, why is it suddenly illegal to say the
3: election was stolen? Democrats have been doing that forever. It's not.
1: It's not. But that's not the thing. That's not the point of this case.
3: And it was a county that Trump won by 70%. But let's go bust into the voting machines, because it can't be— yeah.
1: They, uh... Well, they were desperate to find votes wherever they could find them. And they thought maybe uh, because it's a popular Donald Trump county that there would be more votes that are being suppressed there. And I think that was part of the idea. And then they felt as though, well, it's not poll workers necessarily, it's this voting system that they're using in Coffee County.
3: The satellites. Yeah. uh, Italy and Yoga Chavez from the grave. Mm -mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Over the course, and this is, we're talking about uh, Sidney Powell, Scott Hall, uh, Kathy Latham. These are -hmm. the people who got Misty Hampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, video I have to
3: hit Sydney Powell with at least a misdemeanor charge for impersonating a cheetah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: like a law enforcement cheetah. Because, I mean, God, that woman loves her some animal patterns. And... <laughs> <laughs> what
1: was she holding up at one of her uh, depositions she kept for the January 6 committee she kept like the diet Dr. Pepper yeah plugging diet Dr. Peppers for some reason. but video surveillance detailed in the litigation shows what happens next. over the course of several hours the forensic team handles scans and copies the state's most sensitive voting software and equipment. All of this takes place without authorization from any court of law. The election board will later claim it did not authorize the entry or copying which Georgia Secretary of State's office has referred to as unauthorized access to the equipment that former Coffee County election officials allowed in violation of state law. Well, days before the forensic team sets foot in Douglas, which is about 130 miles southwest of Savannah, voters had arrived at the election office to mark their ballots in the state's yeah, runoff election. <laughs> For the U.S. Senate, which was the, I think it was the Ossoff race, a race that would tip the balance of power in the upper House of Congress. Two months before that, some 15,000 people flocked to the polls in the rural county as Joe Biden and Donald Trump battled for the presidency. Later, in a recorded phone call entered as evidence in litigation, Hall will claim that the forensics group, quote, scanned every freaking ballot cast in those races. They scanned all the equipment, imaged all the hard drives, and scanned every single ballot, he will say, in uh, March 2021. Throughout the month of January 2021, similar breaches occurred on at least three other occasions, as additional outsiders are again given access to the state's voting equipment. Forensic copies are subsequently accessed by more than a dozen individuals across several states. The court records show this is the crime. This is the obvious crime. Yeah. Don't be gaslit. Don't. This let be This is election interference.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, and it's election fraud. Like is what it is. is like, election fraud. There you go. Yeah. Fawny is perfectly capable of playing 19 level chess. I feel like. Yeah. She has made this a grand and intricate uh, series of events, and I don't know that they're necessarily even going to wait. I mean, they may begin phases of it. I, you know, I heard people complaining about the placement of the. The Jack Smith and the um, ne- the D.C. hearing for the January 6th trial, they were like, well, ha- having it on January 3rd or 2nd is going to put it right in the beginning of the political year, which means the results will take it right up against the primaries. And I'm like, well, when do you all want it? Because after is not an option. Yeah. And any day in those next couple years, he will have obligations as a presidential candidate.
1: Right. So, right.
3: like, we don't move our justice system around because of what the other side might say or how they might respond. And be like, oh, you're trying to interfere with the election. Yeah. It's like, mm, no, let's remember that you killed your parents. So you're begging for leniency and see, as an orphan doesn't carry a lot of water. Yeah. You ran for office, Trump, because you were trying to skate ahead of federal and state level charges.
1: Exactly. That's exactly why he's running. And by the way, one thing that isn't getting a whole lot of discussion here, and I think it will, is money, the finances involved in all of this. Mm -hmm. Not only are we going to read about and have some schadenfreude at the expense of this guy, Michael Caputo, who is notorious for being a member of Donald Trump's administration, and uh, wait to hear some of the awful things, just as a recap of some uh, recent history. But uh, Rudy Giuliani's also having financial issues here. It's expensive as hell to be accused of one set of felonies in one trial. Now multiply that times four. Now multiply that times the fact that Donald Trump has already spent uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars of his, uh, of his supporters' money through Save America PAC as part of this legal slush fund. I think Donald Trump will run out of money. I think his donors will get tapped out as far as contributing. This is not only gonna hurt Donald Trump's legal defense and his own personal finances. He may have to start auctioning off or selling parts of his uh, business empire in order to finance all of this shit it's gonna hurt the Republican Party as well because I think the Republicans are spending a lot of their money that they would normally spend on Donald Trump's campaign to, and I'm not talking about the party apparatus itself, I'm talking about Republican voters, Republican donors who would normally just give a pile of cash to the Republican Party and all their candidates, but they're giving money now to Donald Trump and it's going into his legal defense. So not only is Donald Trump going to stiff his lawyers, and we'll talk about Rudy here in a second as I said, but at some point, the slush funds are going to run out of money and the donors are going to be tapped out. I think that's, a, I mean, it may, he may get by, it's a distinct possibility, but I think there's also an equally distinct possibility that there are going to be some severe financial issues out of all of this. So we're going to talk about Rudy. And as I, I said, do you think he'll ever yeah. spend
3: any of his own actual money.
1: I think he has to. I mean, just to be questioned by a grand jury, just to get the legal defense set up or get get legal representation set up to be a witness in one of these things is enormously expensive. And then imagine being the guy accused of 91 felony counts and and the legal team he's going to have to hire to defend him in D.C., in the Southern District of Florida in Fulton yeah. County, and in New York City.
2: <laughs> so many jurisdictions.
3: <laughs> I'm just imagining so it, him yeah. having to break it to the boys. They, they've got to make some cuts. Right. I know that. Son, I know that. I'm taking away your Lamborghini. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. not my ammo. Not my <laughs> ammo. You know, like this. <laughs> Yep, yep, that'd be
1: such a shame. All right, can Uh, we take a break? Yes, we're going to definitely take a break right now because we're super late for a break. Back with more show right after these words.
2: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best...
1: Wow. The amazing CC Grace, yeah, wow, was exactly right. Yeah, that was
2: nice.
1: Haven't played this one in a long time, and you know, it got I'm me really a,
3: enjoying the interpretive dance you're doing with the full head Jack Smith mask. is really adding it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's you know got what? on a full three piece suit, but he's barefoot, <laughs> but he's got a Jack Smith mask on, and he's dancing as if he's lip syncing the song.
1: Yeah, you know what I was thinking about doing though is I'm thinking about doing like a cover song month. Uh, With the indie music because we've accumulated quite a collection of indie songs and specifically indie cover songs Whereas an independent recording artist Covering another popular hit just like uh, CC grace covering. Do you know the way to San Jose? So and, and you know what it's impossible to say that song title without rhyming it in the rhythm of the lyric So you can't just say do you know the way to San Jose you have to say do you know the way to San Jose? (laughs) <laughs> that's the way that's the correct way to say the title of that song link into this description of course uh go to bobseska.com find this episode dated eight seventeen twenty three. click the link scroll on down and you'll find links to support all the independent recording artists on today's show thank you for doing that all right where do we leave off uh this one georgia republican in the state legislature wants to impeach Fonnie willis Once again, saying the quiet part out loud, we can't win this case, so you know what? We just got to get rid of the prosecutor. That's the crazy thing about the response to all of this, whether it's Jack Smith in D.C. or Jack Smith in the Southern District of uh, Florida or Alvin Bragg in New York or Fonnie Willis in Fulton County. They can't defend Donald Trump on the charges themselves. So instead, they're like, "Okay, it's a witch hunt and let's get rid of the prosecutors. Okay, it's a witch hunt. And this and, black person
3: yeah. can't possibly know what they're talking about. Yeah. There's or, a real racist angle to all this.
1: Yeah. Or the fact that they like to say that this isn't about the charges, this is about some other charges that we're going to make up. As, and Lindsey Graham is doing that just like everyone else, making it seem as though, um. oh, this is just the same as contesting the election. Uh, no, it's not. You can say whatever you want about the results of an election. What you can't do is engage in a criminal conspiracy to overturn that election using illegal means and so on, especially in the state of, or in the state of Georgia, in Fulton County, Georgia. Plus, in order to impeach a district attorney, you need to call a special session of the legislature, and then you need three-fifths of both the House and the Senate to approve the impeachment, which means they're going to need Democrats to vote for it, and they're not going to get Democrats to vote for that. Uh, so, no, there's not going to be a special session, and no, they don't have three-fifths of the House and the Senate to approve right. An impeachment of Fonnie Willis, and oh, by the of way, not. yeah, exactly. And and you're doing a great job, whoever this guy was, uh, in order to <laughs> make it seem Donald Trump is is guilty. And the only way yeah. we can defend Donald Trump is to put the system on trial. Oh, did we lose David? We did. Oh, how long has he been? Gone? He
2: went away about ten seconds.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to continue with the show, yeah, uh, that's a good and David idea. will return when he returns. Exactly. Uh, so. Happened. Yeah, so something happened and we've just lost David. David is no longer here.
2: <laughs> he's still with us on the planet. Don't yes. anybody get scared. <laughs> he's not David Geist yet. He's, he's fine.
1: That's right. He just vanished into a different plane of existence. He's somewhere exactly. in a different universe of the multiverse right now. He's going to be replaced by a David variant who's going to come along. <laughs> and the David variant's going to be played by Anson Mount believe it or not. There you go. Yes. Okay. So where were we? Uh, David will obviously return when he returns. Uh, I don't know. He must be having technical problem. There may be a thunderstorm or something that knocked his power out. Who knows? That's sometimes what happens. Yes. Yes. So anyway, we were talking about this Georgia Republican who wants to impeach funny Willis. Well, that's not going to happen. Meantime, Trump is stiffing Rudy Giuliani. It's despicable. This is so funny. This is like, like Rudy Giuliani is like that cartoon character in I think it was a Warner Brothers cartoon who is just there with like one bean and they're like slicing the bean and that's all they can eat. So they're making the most out of the bean like on an overturned oil barrel or something like that in an alley somewhere. (laughs) It's despicable. (laughs) Giuliani and lawyer Robert Costello traveled to Florida in late April where they had two meetings with Trump to discuss Giuliani's seven-figure legal fees, making several pitches about how paying Giuliani's bills was ultimately in Trump's best interest. But the former president, who is notoriously strict about dipping into his own coffers, didn't seem very interested. After Costello made his pitch, Trump verbally agreed to help with some of Giuliani's legal bills without commenting on any specific amount. Hello, there's David. He's back. Alright. We're just continuing I'm on back, the show. back, but you, yes.
3: you guys signal it's You guys' signal is still completely torn up. It's got to be something at my end. I don't know what's wrong. We've been having some issues.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. With
3: our router. But wasn't it fine? So I may have to see you guys next week.
1: Wasn't it okay there for a second? We were testing it during the commercial break, right? And if it sounded okay then, now it's messed up again?
3: Well, now it's fine again. Okay. But if you keep talking, it'll start to break up on me.
1: I think you're lying. I think that's what the problem is. You're just making it all up. (laughs) Or did you kick out a cable? Maybe that's it. That's always Johnny Carson's solution. Someone just kicked out a cable. Um, We were just talking about Rudy Giuliani's uh, seven-figure legal fees and how he went hat in hand to Donald Trump to help him out. (laughs) It's despicable. Good luck with that, Rudy. But the former president, who is notoriously strict about dipping into his own coffers, didn't seem very interested. After Costello made his pitch, Trump verbally agreed to help with some of Giuliani's legal bills without committing to any specific amount or timeline. Mm -hmm. Trump also agreed to stop by two fundraisers for Giuliani. Oh, how sweet. Yes, he's going to go and bask in adulation and eh, maybe help out Rudy a little bit, but not out of his own money, right? Oh, no. No. Another source told CNN that Trump only agreed to cover a small fee from a data vendor hosting Giuliani's records. And two months later, Trump's Save America PAC paid $340,000 to that vendor, Trustpoint, federal campaign filing show. CNN uh, has now confirmed the payment was intended to settle Giuliani's outstanding bill with that company. But nothing else. (laughs) That's only $340,000. And we're talking about seven figures in legal debt right now. So I hope all these people who are so willing to go to prison for Donald Trump understand that Donald Trump's not going to help them.
2: Oh, and never. He will never, ever, ever, never, ever. Um, No.
1: Okay. So I hear from David here that something's wrong with his router There you go. That's what's going on. So it may just be the two of us (laughs) for the rest of the show, Jody.
2: That's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, So what else here? Oh, yeah. This segues nicely with this Michael Caputo tweet that I found so entertaining. And when you hear me actually read the tweet, you're going to say, Bob, you monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But let me preface, before I read his hat-in-hand tweet about his financial situation, this is Michael Caputo, let's refresh our memories about Michael Caputo. He was a member of the Trump administration. He was part of the Trump 2016 campaign. Michael Caputo is up to his eyeballs in Russians. He was, of course, ensconced in the Trump-Russia scandal and all of that. Caputo and other political appointees on his team tried to change, delay, suppress, and retroactively edit scientific reports on COVID-19 by the CDC that were deemed to contradict or undermine what Trump was saying publicly, uh, according to Politico in September of 2020. So Michael Caputo, Jody, was involved in the disinformation slash propaganda campaign to make Donald Trump seem as though he was exactly right on everything Mm -hmm. regarding covid even though Donald Trump was contradicting what the CDC was saying.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So Michael Caputo was involved in worsening what was already an atrocious, deadly Trump response to the pandemic. There was a time when there was just one COVID patient in the United States. One. Yeah. And we knew who that was and where they were geographically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything could have stopped, at least for the United States... Right then and there. Yeah. There were systems that could have been utilized to make sure that that guy didn't spread COVID to everyone else, which he mm-hmm. obviously did. And so there was a time when Donald Trump could have blocked all of this. And yet he didn't no. because he didn't want to panic. He didn't want the economy to tank because he knew he was up for reelection. And I'm sure what he was thinking about was what happened to John McCain in 2008 against Barack Obama, where right in the middle of the fall campaign season, the economy crashed and it hurt John McCain, but it didn't hurt John McCain accidentally. John McCain in those situa- in that situation uh, behaved atrociously, just did all, exactly. the, wrong, all the wrong things. Right? That's the
2: difference. Remember, he suspended his campaign and, yeah. there, and and he picked Sarah fucking Palin. So I'm sorry, but had he picked somebody more reasonable, it would have been a harder election for Barack Obama to win.
1: Well, plus there was a meeting at the White House about mm-hmm. all of it and Barack Obama and the rep- press reports came out almost immediately that Obama had questions and comments for the George W. Bush team mm-hmm. at the White House and John McCain just sat there listening. For whatever reason, that's what happened. And so that negatively impacted uh, John McCain. Okay, so here's, here's what David says. I'm sorry, guys. Something's wrong on my end. I need to get a tech out here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's a geek squad situation. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, and then he, <laughs> he must be having serious trouble because he texted the same thing twice. Okay. (laughs) something something's wrong on my end. I need to get a tech out here. And then another tweet that said something's wrong on my end. I need to get a tech out here. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so Michael Caputo, we were talking about Michael Caputo and how he was responsible for the pro-Trump propaganda that contravened the Centers for Disease Control. Well, in addition to that, in 2019 and 2020, Caputo posted numerous sexually crude and sexist tweets directed at women. In early 2020, Caputo posted multiple offensive and racist tweets about Chinese people. He deleted almost all of his past tweets before assuming a position at HHS. Uh, So here's uh, here's Michael Caputo's tweet from, I think this was yesterday. I spent $300,000 on lawyers in the Clinton Russia hoax. I was just a witness. These 18 additional targets in the Georgia indictment are in for far more legal expenses. They'll lose their homes, pull their kids out of school, delay medical care. If you laugh, you are going to hell. Hmm. And you know what I'm I have to say about now. that? I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm going to hell. Or Robert De Niro in this movie is going to hell. By the way, Jody, one of my favorite things on the Stephanie Miller Show is when Carlos does his impression of Robert De Niro at the end of k Oh my God,
2: it's so good.
1: (laughs) That scene where he's drowning and he does the... (laughs) I just love that so much. Okay, uh, let's take another break and come back and wrap up the show right after these
0: words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Okay, yeah, this is Razor House. Love this track, this is called Life Tears and then in parentheses, The Strange. Link in the description, of course, to support Razor House. Yeah. Jody, I was in a uh, YouTube rabbit hole, as I sometimes do, looking for uh, things to laugh at and to, (laughs) to entertain me. And you know what I landed on? I landed on a Carol Burnett Show sketch, which was a spoof of Star Trek. Oh, I, yeah. I think it was a like a latter day kind of thing. It was like late in the show's run, where they did a, uh, because I, I didn't recognize any of the other cast members. Like Vicki Lawrence wasn't in it. They, you know, the standard. Oh, cast it might
2: have been at Carol Burnett and Friends either in the 80s. Well, both were in the 80s. She had two different um, things.
1: Maybe that was it. But one after. of the funniest things about it is. Was Richard
2: or, Kind in it?
1: No, I didn't notice. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. But what I did notice that was very, very funny to me is, first of all, it was all women actors, women comedians playing all the male characters. And then there was a guy playing Uhura. So it was like everyone was in drag, which was awesome. And then all the women, including your mom, had stuffed their bras and had like, for some reason, giant boobs. (laughs) Like, so the entire- I
2: remember. Do you remember that one? I do.
1: Yeah.
2: And it, just, I it was get, Miriam Flynn. It was Miriam Flynn. Yeah. Okay. So it was the Richard kind years. Okay. Um, I don't remember oh him God.
1: being in it, but uh, he was on,
2: he was on her show for a little bit. Oh, and then it was, oh my God. Okay. So this was actually, no, Richard, Richard was not on the show. This is way late. Okay. This is a second incarnation. Cause this, <laughs> the guy that dresses Uhura, he was the guy that murdered Patrick Swayze in Ghost.
1: Oh my God! <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> I, I forget know. his name, but um, very nice, Rick Aviles. That's his name. <gasps> it was Rick Aviles, uh-huh. and uh, he's a very funny uh, comedian. I assume he's still with us. I haven't seen him in forever, but yeah, this yeah. was in the late '80s. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and it was it was just it was fun. I, I just it's like I Andrea
2: loved- McCardle. Good
1: God. I guess the statement was like the misogyny in the, or the mm-hmm. sex, I, I don't want to say misogyny, but there was lots of sexism in the original series. And I wonder if that, like the big boobs on everyone, yeah. was a statement about <laughs> the sexism in the original series. I'm sure uh, it
2: was. You know, I, I'm just, I'm watching it right now. I think Andrea McArdle was the guest star. Yeah. Um, and, and Miriam Flynn and Rick Vilas I forget who's in the blue. I'm watching it. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. I'm like, what is that actress's name? You know, it's very funny.
1: Yeah. The actress who played, uh, Spock I've seen before. And I just couldn't place her.
2: I want to say it's Andrea McCardle.
1: Okay. There you uh,
2: go. From, uh, uh, not SNL, but, um, yeah. SCTV. Um, Oh my
1: God. It was so good. Okay. So here's some good news. Uh, a whopping 64% of Americans say they definitely, or probably would not support Trump for president in 2024. And this is according to the associated press Mm -hmm. poll. I would take this one a little more seriously than your usual run of the mill pollsters. So this is good news. Obviously the caveat is always don't get happy. Right. Uh, So, but meantime, 63% of Republican voters now say they want the former president to run again. So they're committing slow motion suicide or fast motion suicide, depending on your perception of time. Uh, The strong support from inside the GOP marked an increase from the same poll last April, which showed 55% of Republican voters wanted to see Trump on the party's ticket again. Seven in 10 Republicans now have a favorable opinion of Trump, an uptick from the 60% who said so two months ago. Uh, let's see. There's also some additional polls here, additional numbers from the Associated Press. 35% of Americans have a favorable view of Trump, while 62% have an unfavorable view. You do not become president with a 35% of uh, favorable number. Yep. It just does not happen. Right. It has never happened. Meantime, 53% of Americans uh, approve of the Justice Department indicting Trump. That's also good news. of Americans think Trump should be prosecuted following the federal indictment accusing him of uh, attempting to overturn the 2020 election. 42% think Trump should not be prosecuted. 64% say the federal criminal charges against Trump are serious, while 32% say they are not serious. Yeah, well, that's to be understood. 32%, yeah, I get that. These are people who are fully indoctrinated in the cult. And their minds will never change. Yeah. Um, meantime, speaking of those people, I'm not sure if you saw this, Jody, in preparation for Stephanie's show, but these MAGA disciples say that they hate lockdowns unless mm-hmm. the pollsters say Trump lockdowns. So, in this, what? there's a, a piece about DeSantis in the New Yorker, and mm-hmm. DeSantis's team pulled anti Trump messages to see what might work among Republican voters. And they found that 70% of Republicans would say COVID lockdowns were bad in 2020. But if you said Trump's COVID lockdowns, 70% (laughs) disagreed. So in other words, if you say Trump's COVID lockdowns, they love it. But if you just say COVID lockdowns, they say, oh, those are horrible. So there you go. That's the cult right there. That's the indoctrination. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It's only the facts that come from people that are the cult leaders. Yeah. That's the entire point here. So there you go. Uh, Once again, emphasizing how all these people, we're talking millions of Americans, are fully brainwashed. Where if you say... Do you support lockdowns? They say, no. Do you support Trump's lockdowns? Well, first, of all, I imagine a lot of them said Trump didn't have lockdowns.
0: Mm.
2: Barack
1: Obama was president during COVID. <laughs> like
2: I mean, he was president uh, during 9-11, yeah. Yeah, right
1: exactly, up. or during Katrina. And, right. a, and a, an astonishing number of Republicans blame Barack Obama for the federal response to Hurricane Katrina. I'm not making that up.
2: I know, it's insane.
1: You know, you can say a lot of negative things about Democrats, define some things, but what you can't say is that we are divorced from reality to that extent. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
1: That is just utter fucking madness. Okay, on that note, (laughs) time for the shadow docket. Uh, once again, it's just going to be uh, me and Jody. We're going we're to keep it quick for you, Jody, because I know you got to. Thank uh, you. I
2: got to start editing sound bites.
1: Yes, yes. So we'll uh, make it a speedy one. Uh, also, by the way, those of you who are after party subscribers, there will be no new after party episode tomorrow because we have wedding things, Kimberly and me. Uh, I'm going to try to post something on the Patreon page to substitute for it. I don't know what that thing is yet, but I will think of something. It'll be a then. ding. It'll be some more dings. Right. Exactly. More dings. More dings. (laughs) I'm going to find something that will uh, suit the uh, after party slot. And that may be a classic after party episode. It's just which one I post is is still unknown to me. So, but anyway, if you want to go and subscribe on our Patreon page for $10 a month, you can get the after party on Fridays. You know, it's, it's one of the most fun shows of the week. It's, it's, it's just me and Kimberly talking like we normally talk off the air. And I, I guess that's fun. <laughs> I don't know. That's up to you to decide. But it's $10 a month on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Plus, if you sign up at the $10 level, you also get two Shadow Docket shows included in that level of support. And if you uh, don't like all the commercials on the show, sign up for $15 a month. You get the after party, you get the two Shadow Docket shows. Plus, you get the free show, and we take out all the commercials for you. So run, don't walk, go and do that. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. We'll see you on the Shadow Dog. Bye.